Hello, and welcome back to Habe's podcast, Superhuman. My name is Zach Haber, and thank you for tuning in. Whether it's your first time, second, or third, I hope you have enjoyed the shows thus far, and I appreciate your following. I urge you to check out our episode last week with previous MLS nutritionist Amy Dirks on YouTube or Spotify. Also, feel free to check us out on social, Instagram and TikTok, at SuperhumanPod. This week's episode is very exciting for me. I had a blast recording it, and I really hope you enjoy listening to it. I sat down with a friend of mine from a few years back who I have remained in touch with over the years, current executive chef and previous private chef to NBA star Kevin Durant, Chef Ryan Lopez. We sat down and discussed his work with Kevin, his other clients, his current work, and what a potential future of food in sports looks like for athletes who are now caring more and more about their bodies and their diet. Again, I really hope you enjoy the show. I had a blast recording it, and thank you again for tuning in. I present Chef Ryan Lopez. Cool. Well, thanks again, man, um, for sitting down with me. How is uh, how's, how's COVID been for you? And it's been a whirlwind, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Kind of been a, a nightmare, I think, all around for everybody. Yeah. Um, especially Sorry people in the food industry, you know. Um, I've been blessed that I haven't really, you know, caught it or been around it or anything like that, or really any family member has been around it. But, um, yeah, it's it's put a wrench in and everything. So it's put a little, um, you know, it's been tough for everybody, I think, to just yeah. kind of adapt to it. And, and people really, a lot of my colleagues that work in restaurants or hotels or things like that, they're really getting affected by it even harder. So. Wow. It's too bad. I'm, uh, I have a lot of friends, uh, just, I mean, even friends who have were in the food industry, but also through Navitas, um, yeah. people that obviously, you know, um, have been affected. So. Oddly enough, though, people are eating healthy and superfoods have been taken off for the last year and a half. It's been crazy oh, for us. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So just to brief it, um, you were a private chef, but now you're an executive chef. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm actually, I work for um, uh, a company that covers K through 12 schools. Awesome. So I jumped from when I first moved back to Michigan, I started working for a restaurant group. and. Um, we, we made pastas and pizzas and uh, fresh food, you know, fresh pastas and fresh pizzas. And then I, I've always wanted to work with kids and I've always, um, you know, I've done it throughout my career. I've done, you know, YMCA charities and, um, you know, have done like little tots in Oklahoma and little cooking events here and there for Whole Foods. And I've always worked with kids and I've always enjoyed it. So um, an opportunity came up to work with K through 12 schools. And, uh, so I, I, I oversee the, the food in K through 12 schools, uh, in my area. Wow. That's yeah. Great. So, so a huge change, a huge yeah. kind of left field change for me. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was, and we can dive into it even further if you want, but just, you know, really. I wanted to move back home to Michigan. Michigan's been my home. It's always going to be my home. So I always wanted to come back home somehow, some way. Um, you know, Kevin leaving to New York, 
Um, although I did want to go with them and stay with them, I was with them for seven years. It was never my intention to really leave working with Kevin. It was just more or less, uh, you know, I think the, the time was right for me to move back home. So nice. And you also yeah. oversaw relations or you had other clients that were in boxing as well as I think big Sean, if I'm correct. Right. Yeah. So I, I actually wasn't a client of big Sean. I know had worked with Sean and he's from the Detroit area. Um, I actually know his chefs chef, um, but I have worked with him. Uh, the boxing clients, uh, Amir Khan, um, he was an Olympic athlete. So I got the opportunity to work with him, a few other boxers as well. Um, and it really opened my eyes up to, uh, the, the different type of, uh, kind of nutrition plan that each sport, not only each sport, but each athlete needs. Um, because at that time I was really only working with NBA guys and, never really jumped into weight loss or weight gain or anything like that. Um, but then when I moved to California, I had the opportunity to work with a couple boxers, a couple football guys, and those guys were both, uh, Navarro, uh, Bowman and, yeah. uh, Donald Penn, which is an offensive lineman. Yeah. So he wanted to actually lose weight, but <laughs> you know, those guys are eating 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. So how do we, condense it a little bit, but also, you know, cause he wanted to be quicker on his feet. So, I mean, they come to you with a specific plan, especially when they want to lose weight, there is a specific plan that they want to do and not necessarily they, they know the nutrition plan. That's why I'm there, but they want to get better on the field, whether that's 10, I want 10 more tackles. So I need quicker feet. Or, hey, I had, I, you know, Penn, I let too many guys pass me last year, or I had a knee injury or something like that. I want quicker feet. How can we accomplish this? So we sit down and we figure out a game plan where nutrition and, you know, the, the eating part of it, the meal plan part of it comes into play. And it surely does. And you can, you can see that through the uptick in the past 10 years of private chefs for young athletes nowadays. I mean, it's you, I mean, you're talking about superfoods is exploding and even now with COVID too, I mean, the private chef industry is just kind of blowing up residentially, you know, with residents and stuff, but more or less for the athletes, it's, it's, it's the younger athletes are kind of getting keen to this and the agents are getting keen to this, that, um, having somebody oversee the nutrition plan is not only going to be healthy for my athlete but it's also going to prolong the career of my athlete, you know? So there's a lot of different factors in it that go into play and it's really, and it is honestly, there should be more uh, private chefs or, you know, cooks or whoever, you know, overseeing these athletes, you know, if they ever want to, if, you know, if they want to be great one day, I think that it's, it's really vital, you know, to have somebody on your team that oversees that part of, uh, of the athlete. Cause at the end of the day, their body, you know, it's their talent, but also they're, they're putting their body on the line every day. So, you know, they need to refuel, they need to revamp, you know, they need to get things back up and going. So, um, you know, it's, it's really key. So, so many questions so just to, from, from that. Sorry, I went on, a, I went on a ramble right there, but no, it's, it's, like, it's, it's great. So, well, it's so true though. I just, I mean, it really is. Well, that's why I wanted to sit down with you is cause I mean, it's just fascinating to me. I come from a culinary background. Um, you know, I've been in the food industry for seven years at this point now, but 
um, I feel like you're the unsung hero or chefs can be the unsung hero for those that are competing. So maybe next time at a later date, we'll, we'll have to reconvene and do another one. Um, yeah. is there a formula though? Get it, you know, picking, picking back on what you were saying, is there a formula, like a direct formula An athlete sits down with you and says, Hey, I need more tackles. What's your process? What's your thought process from there? So, you know, I I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a dietitian. Sure. I'll never claim to be, but I've had the opportunity to work with a, a good amount of nutritionists and a good about amount of uh, diet, dietitians. And I got the opportunity to pick their brain. So I do feel somewhat comfortable without reading a blood report or a scan report or reading, you know, glucose levels or anything like that. Although those are helpful. Um, you know, I do feel comfortable going in and recommending certain certain foods and, and certain plans. Um, you know, it, it, it varies from each person, like I said, like with, and it varies from, you know, from playoff time to in season to all-star break, it's a little looser. Um, you know, we can have those foods that they enjoy. Um, you know, if they have three days off, we want to give them some foods that they enjoy, you know, if, whether it's, you know, Amir really liked uh, 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 like uh, Indian type of food and that type of food. Kevin really likes, um, you know, soul type of food. Um, so, I mean, it all will depend. I think when I sit down with a client, I always want to know, you know, like you said, if they want to get more tackles, how do we achieve that? So, A, you know, where are you at as far as weight goes? Um, where are you at as far as your eating habits go? Your drinking habits too. Are you drinking you know, are you drinking uh, or are you, uh, you know, drinking soda, alcohol? What are we doing there on that level so we can uh, mitigate that? Because that's a huge part of it, just getting enough fluids in your body. Um, and then are you taking any vitamins? Are you taking any superfoods? Um, things like that. And nine times out of 10, it's a no. So just incorporating these little aspects into their diet, whether it's, you know, uh, chia seeds or whether it's, um, uh, dark leafy greens into a spinach or into a, into a, into a smoothie, you know, just incorporating these on a daily basis makes a huge difference. And you'll see your client will tell you in a week, week and a half after doing these certain things with these vitamins or superfoods, electrolytes, coconut water, things like that, they'll start to, you'll start to get feedback from them. And then through that feedback, you know, without a blood report through that feedback, you can kind of navigate through there. Um, so whether it's like, you know, because every person's different, you know, not everyone likes coconut water for electrolytes. So you gotta, you know, get different type of electrolytes, you know, so not everybody likes spinach versus kale, you know, how can we, how can we figure that out? But, um, you know, how can we incorporate that? And I think that's kind of how I navigate through it. I never just slam anybody with a, with a dedicated menu unless it's on a super time crunch, like they have a month before their boxing, before their fight. But uh, yeah, I kind of just work through that and see where they're at and then just kind of work my plan from there. With Kevin in, in particular, um, just as a big Warriors fan, like when it comes to finals or playoffs, you mentioned a little bit of change in diet there. Could you give us an example? Like, you know, he loves soul food. So that may be that, that can slip in the season come finals though. Is it just really strict on a specific yeah. meal? Pl yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. So, uh, during every playoff I was with, um, um, we, we did breakfast in the morning. So we do breakfast before, um, their pre or training in the morning. So it'd be like 9am. 
and we'd have a pretty clean breakfast. And that's where I pump a lot of things in his, in his smoothie. So, um, you know, one day I do an acai smoothie with, you know, berries and, um, you know, Greek yogurt and things like that. And then the next day I might do more heavy in like oats and chia seeds, depending on how he's feeling to get some extra carbs in them in the morning, you know, sure. after a game, you know, maybe game two or game three, I throw some oats in there to get some extra carbs and energy in them. Um, so when he cut, so we'd have breakfast in the morning and then when he come back, we would do, um, he, you know, typically would take a nap or just hang out. Yeah. And then at three thirty four, it was pretty much on the dot four o'clock he'd eat lunch, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a heavier lunch, you know, in between breakfast and lunch is like a pregame snack. And that snack would be like, you know, uh, your power bites, you know, that you sure. guys yeah. know, like something like that. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, something like a turkey jerky and a platter of fruit or something like that. So just something to nibble on just to keep them going. Nice. And then we'd have a heavier lunch at four and that heavier lunch would consist of a protein, um, a starch and a vegetable. We'd also also serve, um, a small platter of, uh, small platter of fruit. And then along with that, a smoothie. So mm. it, it, it's really like you're, 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 and the cooking's different too. Like I'm, I'm not really using any oils, like practice days. I use more or less, I can use avocado oils and things like that, but I just want to keep it really light. I just, I, I want to keep it really light. So I'm grilling or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using brown rice and I'm not really, you know, hitting it with a lot of spices. You know, I just want to keep, you know, the stomach nice. I want to keep the body light. I just want to keep them full for an hour or two hours. You know, he goes the, the pregame and he'll eat a little snack there too at the, at the game, you know, like a, a power bite or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, my goal is to get them, get them full, keep them clean um, and make sure that he's ready to go. You know, I mean, we've done the work to that point, right? We've done the work all the way up the playoffs. Now it's just keeping it tight keeping it tight yeah. you know yeah totally yeah. so i mean is there anything like is there anything in that the food industry can do that to solve a void that exists or is everything there for an athlete when it comes to food um man that's a tough question um you you know what i i think that they they have access to really at the, at the, at the stadiums, they really have access to everything they need. I think one thing that they can do, and I think they are starting to do NBA in particular, cause that's just what I really know. I don't know about MLB or, sure. you know, but, but when these guys come in, they need more training on health and nutrition. Yeah. They simply do. They get, I mean, I think it's like a two hour training that they go through. They get training a lot on media. They get training a lot on, you know, social media training and things like that. And a lot, a few guys are trying to get this implemented into the system more that there is a better training when these guys come in and there's more resources for them through the NBA, um, you know, through the NBA sites and, you know, how these guys contact uh, the players association and things like that. Um, I think there needs to be some resources. There needs to be a head of nutrition um, you know, it just, there needs to be a chain of command there that, you know, uh, uh, a, a young guy like Kevin, when he first came in the league, 
can contact somebody and say, Hey, I need some help with this. And that person's like, yeah, we have somebody in your area or let me find something. You know what I'm saying? Like just something like that. I feel like the food is the food part is, is, is all like pretty much all there. They, they get high amenities. Everything's beautiful. Right. But I just feel like some of the resources just, just could be better implemented, but it's somewhat of an afterthought, but I think in this day and age, you're see and you're seeing a lot more like five years ago, it wasn't really a thing, but now I think the players association is kind of getting hip to it and understanding that these players really do need to start taking care of their bodies and, and giving them the resources that they need. Yeah. I, I, you're not the first one who's told me that we've, I've talked about this for years with, yeah. cause it runs deep, right. With culture and their upbringing. And yep. Yep. it's just, I mean, there's a large part of the country that doesn't, live and eat the same way that others part of the country do on the coasts. Yep. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, that's a tough one, but I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, so just to give a little backstory, I, I've, I've done some research and you were first recommended or you were first introduced to Kevin, um, through chef Sean, if I'm correct, who was overseeing the team USA for basketball. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And then you went to go basically audition for Kevin, who was with LeBron and a few other Miami Heat players. Yeah. You know what? Well, but were you just as nervous as like, was that the dream? Were you as nervous as can be going into that? So it's weird. I wasn't really super nervous. I was more or less uh, like really focused. Nice. You know, I don't know how yeah. to explain it, but I wasn't like. It was your job almost. Yeah, I wasn't really like nervous. I was more like focused. You know, when you get into a, a project and you know things could go wrong, but you try to prohibit those things to go wrong. So you focus 100% and uh, you do the best that you can. And the best you can at the time that you're you're living is the best you can do. Yeah. So you walk away from that and you say, well, I did the best that I can, you know, um, and you just work hard, you know, through it. And uh, so anyways, yeah, so I went out there and um, – I cooked at LeBron's house and LeBron, his chef, Chef Brock at the time, right. was a schoolcraft graduate. And I'm a schoolcraft graduate here in Michigan. Yeah. So we kind of had that connection. And uh, so she showed me around Akron, Ohio for a little bit and showed me around the grocery stores and just we hung out. And uh, yeah, I went back to the hotel and the next morning I woke up, uh, went to the grocery stores. I had a few that were open, um, a few that I had to wait. And um uh, I have a few funny stories from that. And I guess I don't know. I'll tell one, but one is um, the grocery store wasn't open. So I ended up going back tracking to a different grocery store and corn was on my menu. Cause I was making a low taste cause it was the Super Bowl game. So I wasn't making really nutrition, nutritious food. I was making, you know, jerk, jerk, uh, jerk shrimp and chicken wings and a low taste and, uh, turkey dogs and you know just football yeah. food right so totally um so i had a lotes on my menu and i seen this a guy on the side he was uh he had a corn stand so i went to his corn stand picked up some corn and started shucking corn out of my explorer uh because i had about 30 minutes until the place the grocery store opened at nine yeah so i started i grabbed a grocery bag and i started shucking corn and you know through the husk in the in the grocery oh bag God. And I think, like, when I tell that story, I just want, like, you know, I guess anybody who's listening to this that, you know, I mean, you really got to go after it, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter anything that you do, but if you get a, if you get something that you really want to do, 
you really got to go after it. And I feel like that moment right there just kind of shows that I really wanted to go after that. You know, I didn't sit on my pants and wait. You know, I drove around looking for a new store. Um, I saw a guy, corn, you know, uh, corn stand. I stopped at the corn stand, asked him to buy some corn and shuck the corn out of my damn truck. So it's like, you know, I mean, and, and that's a true story, you know? So, I yeah. mean, I think that, uh, you know, if, if, if guys listen to this, whether you're a private chef or whatever industry you're in, I just think you got to go after it, you know? So, yeah. but yeah, so we did that and, uh, I cooked for him and it went really well. And, um, I met Kevin, I met his agent and, uh, yeah, about four days later, they called me back and asked me to go to Oklahoma. Nice. And I said, I said, sure, you know, but, you know, let me check it out. You know, let me uh, give me a couple of days out there, see what it's about. And, um, you know, I love I loved Oklahoma when I was there, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. I know it's kind of an afterthought for people, but um, it's a great place to live. Great place to raise a family. There's, you know, there, people say there's nothing to do there, but there, there's stuff to do there. They got an NBA team. They got a baseball triple a baseball team so um you know one one thing that got me when i was in oklahoma is i know it sounds very uh small but i was in walmart and uh i dropped something on the floor i don't know it was a can or something i was grocery shopping and i dropped something and uh somebody picked it up for me i was like no shit and he was like <laughs> here you go and uh you know like you know, out here, you know, people just walk past your, you know, Chicago, people definitely walk past you in Chicago. But, uh, you know, out here, you know, that are on Oklahoma, they picked it up. And 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 I, I just thought that was pretty cool. Light bulb yeah. went off in my head at that, at that moment. And I was like, oh, OK, it's probably a place, you know, that's 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 good. And I was only 21 at the time, too. So, you know, I was I was a youngster, you know, yeah. so uh, you know, moving to a new state, not knowing anybody in that state, um, cooking for an Olympic athlete. Um, yeah. So I, it, it was nice to have that type of area, you know, uh, good people that, that you could kind of call upon and network with, you know, um, you know, in that state. So, yeah. Real quick. What do you think sold KD on you as a chef? Um, I, I don't know. You know, I never asked him that question. I would yeah. like to think that it was my professionalism. Nice. Um, you know, I mean, I cooked for 12 people, you know, uh, lunch and dinner, um, all buffet style uh, in, 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 in 12 hours, you know, I mean, yeah. for, yeah. for multi-million, you know, for Olympic athletes, you know, and I, I did, I think I must've did pretty well, obviously if he, Called me back out. Um, so, um, yeah, I would think throughout my whole career, it was, there was always a friendship, but it was always, it was always professionalism on my end. You know, I mean, it was always that I had a, um, I was a, I was a chef first, you know, hundred percent, you know, Completely. so do you, were you, were there any surprises, you know, you knew about, you were a fan of basketball before working for Kevin. Uh, I would imagine I was, you know, yeah. another funny story. Sorry. Yeah. No, go for it. So I wore my, my first, my pair of shoes. I had a comfy pair of shoes and they were uh, Adidas shoes <laughs> and Kevin's a Nike guy. Yeah. So my first time out there, when I went to Oklahoma, I wore Adidas. Yeah. And the very next day 
I got a pair of Nikes. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. No, that's. I mean, that's that's hilarious. I I was figuring it was going that in that direction. Anyways, that I was a basketball fan, but that I really I'm not a huge shoe guy. Yeah, you know, I'm re- I'm really not a huge shoe guy. So uh, I didn't hilarious. know. I was very naive to that. Nice. Uh, were there be, were there other surprises, I guess, or surprises about, you know, Kevin, you know, fans of his would appreciate from your eyes that you just didn't see coming? Um, you know, he has a he has a pretty loyal fan base, I do have to say, you know, I mean, yeah. I know you kind of read the headlines in Oklahoma and things like that. And, um, but, you know, those people in Oklahoma love Kevin. You know, yeah. I mean, and I think that's a testament to just what kind of what kind of guy he is. You know, he's a very, you know, humble, humble guy. You know, what you see is what you get. Um, good and the bad. You know, you might get some of the bad, you know, but it's going to be real bad. It's not going to be uh, blow, blow smoke up your butt bad. You know, it's going to be, hey, I made a mistake type of bad. And it, the good is the good, you know. And that's what I think people can if they really look at an athlete. You know, they can really appreciate that about them, that even athletes can kind of go through an ups, ups and downs. Right. Sure, sure. So um, I think that's, you know, kind of where his fan base really, really, you know, loves him along with, you know, the titles and whatnot. But yeah, you know, but. no, that's, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, yeah. as a Warriors fan, like I just I, it, probably how I was brought up, but I am I am loyal to. To those that deserve, you know, loyalty, I, I, you know, if, in a way, if that's what you mean. Yeah, so. 100%. Yeah. Um, well, let's finish off with, 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 with one question. I mean, you mentioned, you know, food growing. I mean, in the short time I've been with Navitas in the natural food industry, I've seen it firsthand. I've been, I've, you know, been a part of it. Um, you mentioned a lot of athletes um, learning more about food. What do you think the private chef, you know, future holds, I guess, if you could kind of dwindle it down to one you know, one thing. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think there, I, I think cause when I was young, I, I came in and I really didn't know too much about the nutrition part of things and um, blood work and how to speak to a nutritionist or a dietitian. Um, so I think on that end, I think, you know, there might need to be more training or different certifications for private chefs to come into. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're somewhat blind if you just kind of came up either cooking in a restaurant or, you know, not really having that upbringing or that training. Sure. Um, you know, I did go to school. I did have somewhat of a training, but, you know, I never worked for an athlete before. So it was it was it, it was kind of a learning curve for me um i think if if there was one thing it would be just kind of kind of bridging that gap um between you know a private chef and a dietitian the t- you know typically because you're speaking to the team dietitian sure. um to get the reports back and um to get a little bit of help on what they're eating at the facility and things like that there's a lot of little things that goes into it then and, and i i think you know, if there was just somebody to kind of help them out and, you know, kind of sh- tell them about these little things that you kind of are going to go through, you know, it'd probably save them an extra year of just trying to figure this stuff out, you know? 
So mm-hmm. again, it's the same thing with the players association. I, th- I just think there's needs to be a little more, um, a little more help to bridge that gap. You know, yeah. I think, you know, it would have helped me out too. I mean, if I had, again, I came through with private, with uh chef loving and, you know, I, I always gave him a call. He was my mentor. So I had that, but also too, you know, you kind of got to, kind of got to fly on your own and you know figure figure it out through the team nutritionist through your client through people who are around them you know the whole nine so yeah that makes total sense yeah well chef we should do this again sometime soon or you know later on if uh if you're up for it but it was a yeah. pleasure sitting down with you man yeah it was awesome it was good seeing you yeah and, totally. uh, yeah we should we should get together again and just shoot me an email or give me a call or text or whatever we'll get it done sounds good well have a good All one right. chef we'll talk to you soon I like your bike. Thanks, brother. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye. All right. And that was the latest episode of Habe's podcast, Superhuman. My name is Zach Haber, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my interview with executive chef Ryan Lopez. And I urge you to check us out on social, Instagram and TikTok, at superhumanpod as well as every Wednesday on YouTube and Spotify for the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show and have a great day.